What up? Another episode of The Corner Tray. We're back. This is a special FIBA edition of The Corner Tray. Uh, fucking Team USA, man. God damn. <laughs> God damn. I can't believe they lost that game. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, we know Team USA is not going to win gold at the FIBA World Cup. I mean, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but... Uh, very, very disappointed in the coaching of the team. I thought the players, you know, the players did well. Like, they, you know, Anthony Edwards, he played good hoops. Um, I thought Austin Reeves was pretty good. Uh, Halliburton was really good. Mikael Bridges was really good. Um, Brunson was okay. He was all right. Uh, I thought he kind of... Uh, if this was like his Olympic tryout, I would not bring him over to the Olympics. Frankly, he just one too small. Two, I don't think you know, especially at that level, where you're going to have probably better uh, creators. He's not really uh, uh, that level of a creator. Where I'm going to say, okay, Jason Tatum and Devin Booker on the court. I want Jalen Brunson dribbling the dribbling the basketball. Oh, I'm okay. Um, but I thought some of these guys showed out. Uh, Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, like I said, uh, Mikhail Bridges. I could see those guys uh, moving on to the Olympics, uh, depending on you know who Grant Hill uh, sends invitations to. Um, but damn, coaching man! Like I said, the players were pretty good. Jaron Jackson was a little disappointing, but I thought he kind of got hung out to dry. By the way, Steve Kerr wanted to play defense. And honestly, I was very baffled at Steve Kerr's overall just kind of ethos here. I don't know what he was trying to do. I really don't. Like, what was he trying to do? Switched it. Like, it just felt like he, he brought an NBA game plan to FIBA basketball. Like, okay, if you're going to switch everything, then you also need to be able to, uh, in real time, switch out of mat- you know mismatch. So... If you're going to switch everything, the other team's going to be like, okay, you switched everything. We're just going to go hunt our matchup, right? And if you know that you are switching everything and you have guys like Halliburton and Austin Reeves, guys who aren't great, great, you know, defensive players, they're okay, but, you know, they're, they're kind of scrawny. They're not really big, so, you know, they're not great laterally, and so the other teams can kind of hunt them. If you're going to do that, then you need you need to protect those guys. If you're going to switch everything, and I, but if if you're going to play two of those guys at the same time, then that's just going to like break your defense basically. And Lithuania and Germany broke the USA defense because USA just could not get Reeves and Halliburton off these you know, off these islands here. Like like come on, like we have. We had the the personnel here to play a. I I would I would in my in my opinion, looking at this personnel, I would have played drop. I would have started Walker Kessler, who is a very good rip protector, good rebounder. Park him in the lane. Like literally, park him in the lane. You have Anthony Edwards and Mikael Bridges. These guys can get through screens. They can play over the top and can test over the top from behind. And you have Jaron Jackson, who is a great roaming weak side four. Like, 
that's his role. Like, I don't understand why we are switching Jaron Jackson out to a guard and then being getting surprised when the other team gets an offensive rebound or an easy layup because Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart are, you know, trying to box out the other team's bigs. Or Anthony Edwards is the last line of of of, the, of protection, and Jaron Jackson's behind the play. Like, it makes no sense. Like, it happened in the Lithuania game. Like, ask that. The bell should have been ringing for Steve Kerr. Because these these other European teams, they will post you up, man. They're not. They're going to post you up. They're not. You know, this is an NBA team who. Who are gonna like they're trying NBA teams are trying to jack threes up. So yeah, switch everything. Okay. Uh the other team may or may not have a guy who's going to, you know, post you up. Uh chances are it's probably they probably aren't, so you're good. This isn't the NBA, this is FIFA basketball. These are, you know, European players. These guys play a different style. I switch everything is not gonna get it done here. And uh, I really thought like this team could have been a very good defensive team. But they're playing a scheme that just fit did not fit the personnel. And I don't understand, you know, from a coaching aspect, how Steve Kerr didn't see that. Like, this is a, I'm not going to say he's a bad coach because this, this is, you know, a different game or whatever. But he clearly was not prepared here. I just, I absolutely, 100% do not believe Steve Kerr. I don't believe his coaching staff prepared him. I don't believe anyone in the USA Basketball Organiz- Organization prepared him for what, the international game is because he brought uh, NBA style. He brought the way he plays with the Warriors and with Draymond Green and you know Looney and all those guys. And hell, this the switch everything might have might have even worked right if we had a uh, a guy like um, anyone like any other big really that could go and protect the rim. Hell, maybe if he had committed to playing Paolo at the four with Jaron Jackson, it might have worked more. I don't believe so that much because Paolo had some moments where he was a decent rim protector, but it makes no sense to take Jaron Jackson out of the paint, you know, when you have no other bigs on the roster. I mean, not on the roster, but on the court, right? So, like, we have... He's playing with Anthony Edwards, Mikael Bridges, Tyrese Halliburton, and Jalen Brunson, or Jalen Brunson or Halliburton and Reeves, and it just makes no absolutely no fucking sense. Like he's playing with basically three guards and and uh and um Mikael Bridges, and none of these guys can can act as secondary rim protection. So yeah, that was that was just like in the Germany game, man. They ran the same fucking play in the fourth quarter. I, I I shit you not, at least twenty times in a row, Dennis Schroeder would call up whoever. It's either gonna be Jaron Jackson or it's gonna be Austin Reeves, and he's gonna say, Okay, I'm taking you off the dribble. And it's gonna end up in one two thing and one of two ways. He's gonna burst and, you know, dust Jaron Jackson off the dribble because he's quicker than him. Collapse the defense and find like Daniel Tice or Franz Wagner underneath the basket. Or he's gonna kick it out and find someone open for three. This is a professional. This is an NBA player, right? a, a, a good average, above average NBA player playing with some good average, above average NBA players. Like this is not. <laughs> this is not you know Joe Schmo over here. You know these are good NBA players. They know how to bust this coverage. They've seen it. 
and you are not a Steve Kerr just sat there on his hand. No timeout, no uh, different coverages. Walker Walker Kessler didn't even get on the fucking court <laughs> in this game, which is absolutely astounding to me. I just don't understand how you bring this guy over Walker, Walker Kessler, who in theory is a very good FIBA basketball big. Because in FIBA, everybody knows there's no three in the paint on defense. So these big lumbering rim protectors, they are more valuable because guess what? They can just park their ass in there, and you can put and you know you you can you you can get creative with your defensive coverages out of that. Like it made no sense to me, absolutely no sense. I, I thought Steve Kerr did a horrible job here. Uh, very concerned going forward if he's a coach. Not as concerned really because we're gonna have uh, better talent hopefully. Um, hopefully we'll, you know, hopefully he, he, he sits back and watches the film and goes, okay, yeah, I should have done this because it was like, I just felt like if you were watching that game, there's no way you could say, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. You did a lot of things wrong, buddy. <laughs> That's why it was him going like, this isn't 1992 anymore. And it's like, yes, it's not 1992. The, the world has gotten a little bit better, but come on, man, we have the talent here to ransack this fucking tournament. It wasn't like 2019 where I thought that team was kind of whack from from the jump. This was a really well put together team. And all Steve Kerr had to do was put the, the pieces in the right places. He and, and it, all he should, all he tried to do was fit, you know, square pegs in the round holes. He wanted to play Warriors basketball. You don't have the Warriors here, man. You don't. You have uh a mishmash of different talent. You had to figure out what your talent base is, and adjust your and adjust your fucking game plan, man. Like, and also adjust your game plan to a different style of basketball. And don't just—it was very frustrating to watch because, like, I don't even think you needed to be a basketball expert to understand that. Like, come on, this is not the defense you should be running right now. It just isn't. It's ridiculous. We might not even we might not even fucking get bronze because Canada's pretty pretty dang good and I don't even know if Steve if I don't know if Steve Kerr is is up for this man <laughs> I really don't I just don't and you know we'll see we'll see in the Olympics I'm hoping we get a good team like I hope I'm hoping we can get some some A guys to to step out uh, over here um, I'm expecting Tatum out there I would expect. Devin Booker, uh, those guys, uh, I would expect Bam Adebayo, like those guys were on the last Olympic squad, uh, I thought they did well, Tatum definitely did well, he averaged 15 a night over there, he did very well over there, uh, Bam was pretty good, Book, I like, I loved the Book, Book played, uh, to me, inspiring defense, uh, during that run, I thought he was excellent defensively, um, and now I think uh, maybe I, I don't I don't expect Kevin Durant to play. So now I, I expect him to kind of uh, get more responsibility because we also had Damian Lillard on that team. And I thought Damian was horrendous in that Olympic run, but and he kind of hogged a lot of possessions. So um, he was bad, but also I think he was hurt. So that's also I'm not gonna you know, but he was bad. You know what I'm saying? So uh, hopefully we can get Book over there. Uh, obviously, there's a there's a, a slim chance we can get Steph. 
He's never completed competed in the Olympics. His coach gonna is gonna be there. If we get Steph, it, it, it's not gonna be an issue. Like if we get Steph, it's over. It's done. It skips the gold. <laughs> if we have Steph, Tatum, and Book, we're good. Uh, but yeah, I would like to see. I like to see Darren Fox. I thought I think he would be a very good Olympic Olympic uh, guard here. I wouldn't mind uh, bringing Drew Holiday back. So let's go through it. I, I think I tweeted this out. I think I, I would pick Steph, Drew, um, Fox, or or John Morant. One of those two. I think you need a a need you need a guy there who's going to just get into the paint, right? You need a you need a a rim a rim pressure guy here, and those guys can rim pressure, but also finish at an extremely high level. So it's not going to be like. Um, Jalen Brunson, who's getting into the paint, but, uh, you know, he's he's like 5'10", whatever he is, so he's not a above-the-rim guy. But if you got a guy who's above the rim, I think maybe we would absolutely dominate offensively. So one of those two, Fox or, or John Morant, um, I would definitely bring Halliburton. thought he played fantastic for most of the tournament. I, I, felt, I felt like he was the best player on the team. Um I would bring Ant too. Ant, I thought was very good. There were times where he kind of acted a little selfish, but as, as a shot maker, he's clearly great. And obviously, just you want uh, athleticism here. I think, I think from a skill standpoint, obviously USA has a big um, skill and talent standpoint. The USA has a big advantage here, but I would want to also lean into the fact that we we should have the you know, guys who are just absolutely dominant athletes, right? So Ant, I would like I would like to see I would like to see JB out there too. Once again, like get some guys who are skilled but also uh tier one athletes. Um I would like to see so for the bigs, I honestly want to see someone like Nick Claxton. Um Someone like uh, so Nick Cla- like Nick Claxton he he can guard in the post, he's long he's he he's decently strong, good rim protector. That's the guy I'd like to see. Obviously Bam, like I said, um, I I, I wouldn't mind bringing Jaron back. You know, I wouldn't mind bringing Jaron back. I thought he was kind of hung out to dry. There was some obviously some issues here. He's got to stop fucking fouling. <laughs> like come on man, you got to stop fouling. That's just bottom line. But yeah, uh. So yeah, who who would I say? I saw I said Steph Drew. That's two. Uh Book three. Fox four that's a four. Um Tatum obviously. Anthony Edwards. Uh Jalen Brown. That's seven. Um I definitely I would think I think Mikhail Mikhail might be a guy I would bring back. I thought he played good defense and his shot making was really good. Um, so we got we got uh, four guards and four wings right there. Um, let me let me go. Like I said, Bam, Claxton, Jaron. And that, that that last big man spot can either be another wing or or a big. So you want to get some optionality here. Uh, off the top, I would maybe go either Chet Holmgren or someone like uh, 
maybe like a Mitchell Robinson, right? Like someone who could just go in there. Maybe Kevon Looney, man. Like one of these, one of those just lunch pail guys, right? You need a lunch pail guy. I thought, to me, it was kind of baffling. We brought, like, for people, like Bobby Portis. Like, that's a lunch pail guy, but that's kind of a guy, I don't know. Like, what does Bobby Portis do? (laughs) Not really a great rebounder, not a, a shot blocker. He shoots. He can kind of rebound, but, like, you know, it's not at a really high level to where you're like, oh, yeah, he's going to dominate the glass. You know, he gets rebounds. He gets rebounds. But uh, I would go either Chet, because I know he's going to be a really good rim protector uh, and be able to shoot, or I would go uh, Mitchell Robinson, because uh, I do like his ability to block shots and be an energy big. I think he'd be a good pick. I am banning Robert Williams from consideration just because, like, uh, I'm selfish. (laughs) I'm very selfish. I don't want to see that guy jumping unless he's playing for the Celtics. Uh, A wild card I would would want to see, obviously, but I don't know, obviously, if um, he would be healthy for it or even if the Pelicans would let him is Zion Williamson. (laughs) Now, if we bring Zion over, we... We might cause an international incident. <laughs> if we bring fucking Zion. I don't ever want to hear about the fucking uh, American big problem, right? Because if we bring Zion, there's no one else in the fucking world who, who can guard this guy. In a fucking FIBA game. Absolutely not. Like, give me give me Zion. Like, I, I will I would love to see Zion play in this kind of in this format with with that kind of spacing. Shoot, man. But yeah, there's a little, I mean, I just made that team, and, and that is, like, what? We're talking, like, Tatum, Book, Steph, JB, as um, I made all-NBA, all-NBA team. That's what, like, three, only, like, three or four all-NBA guys, plus four of the Guys who just competed, so you know you got like these lower level all stars who are really good that I like younger all stars. Obviously, there's guys like uh, Durant, LeBron, uh, Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis. Like I would love to see those guys play, obviously, but I just think realistically we're talking probably not getting these older guys. But I think the USA Young Talent, like, the pipeline is good. Like, I don't want to hear any more of this, like, oh, the, you know, the world's catching up and all that kind of stuff. If we're talking, like, just a single country, like, there's no other country that has the young talent pipeline that the United States has. Like, it is undeniable, right? Like, come on. We got guys just coming into their prime. We got guys who are still, you know... Working like our select team is pretty damn good. Like I liked some of the, I like some of the kids on the select team. You know, I like Cade. I think Cade's gonna be good. Um, we don't know what Jalen Green's gonna turn into, but I think he's talented. Like we got guys. Like obviously, you know, the guys who are still in high school. We got like Cooper Flag and Cam Boozer coming. Like this, obviously, there is talent here in the states. Obviously, it is it is the basketball hub of the world. But, you know, we just, like, obviously we don't take the, the FIBA Cup 
that seriously. So it's not a. Uh, I don't think it needs to be a referendum on. Like, oh, they lost, so you know, Americans can't be like. Obviously, yes, and and in my in my defense, I I I thought this team would should have walked to the gold medal. They should have like off talent alone. Yes, they should have walked to the gold medal. But Steve Kerr had other plans, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but damn, that was really disappointing. It is what it is. But um. Yeah, honestly, I don't know if I'm, if I'm like, like I would say, okay, give Spo the job, but Spo was sitting right there, <laughs> like Spo was on the bench, Ty Lee was on the bench, like these are these are, you know, two three of the best American coaches in the league, and they got their ass kicked by the Germany coach. Just hands down, the Germany coach identified. What Team USA was doing, he said, okay, you're going to do this. We're just going to do that. And Steve Kerr, <laughs> Spo, and Ty Lue just threw up their hands and said, oh, damn, well, I don't know what we can do now. Right? And so that's how I interpreted that game. I don't think it was a talent thing. I think it was purely a, a coaching thing. Like, this is, like, what do you want the players to do in that instance? I don't think it's Austin Reeves' fault that, you know, his coach made him guard fucking 20 post-ups between Lithuania and this game. Like, that's not his game. It's not my. F- it's not Jaron Jackson's fault that he didn't get 10 rebounds a game because he's going out and guarding the guards. Like, he's on the perimeter. He's not even <laughs> He's not even in a position to get some of these rebounds. And so he, you're putting him out of position. And so now he's going and chasing blocks from behind and getting goaltends because he's behind the play. He's not in front of it. He's fouling guys because he's behind the play. He's not, you know, like, or he's guarding a guard who, you know, gets him off balance. Like, like this is not. <laughs> I I feel like people are like looking at these guys and being like, oh, why did they do? Why did the players do this? And I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, what do you want them to do? They're being put in positions that aren't built for them to succeed. And any professional basketball team. Can be any other professional team, and and especially as a, it's only a forty minute game. Remember that, like in a forty eight minute game, you get eight more minutes here. That that's a good chunk of time to introduce, you know, the the law of large numbers, right? Where things go back to normal, where talent evens out over time, or sorry, when talent wins out over time, right? Instead, you're you're taking a smaller sample, one game, one forty minute game. And anybody can beat anybody in one game, especially when it is a lower, a long, uh, less amount of time than a typical NBA game. So I feel like that's how you should look at it, really, right? Like, and I don't know. I, I just, I, I like I said, I just feel like the team, and and like I, I, I think I saw a tweet saying that the uh, Grant Hill envisioned. Jaylen, the team running through Jalen Brunson and Brandon Ingram and like what the fuck man <laughs> in what world do you think you're t- you assemble these guys right and you have Tyrese Halliburton and Anthony Edwards right on the same team as Jalen Brunson and um, Brandon Ingram and you go into camp thinking okay this is Jalen Brunson's and Brandon Ingram's team what the fuck <laughs> what in the hell 
Jesus Christ, man. What the fuck? I just... I am baffled. Like, that's one thing I'm a little bit worried about. Is Graham really the guy here to to, to run this uh, this program? Because that that's kind of uh, alarming there to me. At least Steve Kerr figured out that Ant Edwards was the guy and not fucking Brandon Ingram. Jesus Christ. He didn't figure he didn't ever figure out that Tyrese Halliburton was the best player on the team, which was a little concerning. Like, oh man. Just comically inept leadership here. Um yeah, I thought the players did okay. You know, this you know, they finished higher than last time. They were seventh uh last time with a I thought that was a terrible team that uh Colangelo and Pop built. Terrible team, sorry. Uh, you know, Tatum Brown and Smart and Kemba and uh Mason Plumley and Miles Turner. You got Derek White in there, like Harrison Barnes, like oh my god. Uh, like Tatum Brown and Smart were okay. Derek White was alright, uh Kemba was okay, Ka- uh, Middleton was okay, I guess, but like uh, the what Donovan Mitchell was on the team too, right? Yeah, he's on the team. Oh, there's another guy I would like to see on the Olympic team. Maybe, maybe, maybe him instead of Fox, or maybe him instead of Halliburton. We'll see. I don't know. He's really, he's really nasty. If we, if we bring that, if we bring that nigga over too, I think, I think we'll be alright. But uh, damn, like yeah, just very disappointed in the leadership here. Bad coaching. Uh, mediocre team. Team building. Like, fuck, man. What was Kerr doing, man? Like, Josh Hart, why is he fucking playing? And why are you not going double big, man? Just absolutely absurd. He would go, he would put out, uh, he would play Portis and Bancaro together, but God forbid uh, you put another big out there with Jared Jackson. Fucking stupid, man. Anyway, um, like I said, very disappointing outcome. For the USA squad, but like I said, uh, USA doesn't take it really seriously. We got the Olympics coming. Um, I think I think we'll be fine in reestablishing, you know, who who's who here in, in the basketball world, and it's the US. Like, y'all got your little little World Cup here, but you ain't getting no Olympic gold medals. Like, come on, you ain't got no Olympic gold medal then. Set the fuck down. But shout out my guy Daniel Tice. He did some fucking work. Shout out Dennis Shooter. He was fucking cooking niggas. Shout out, shout out those guys. Franz Wagner was good. Uh, I can't stand Mo Wagner, but he was cooking too. Like that's a good German team. Give them credit. Give their coach credit for realizing what Team USA was doing and beating them, uh, and beating them accordingly. So yeah. We're outward. That's 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 enough uh, uh, FIBA ball talk for me. Season is almost here, and we'll have some actual basketball, actual NBA basketball to talk about. I can't wait for that. Uh, you know, my fellow C's fans, we'll, we'll be in a prayer circle all year, making sure that uh, Chris Tapps Porzingis stays healthy. I've been watching that nigga's highlights. He's nasty. <laughs> Man, that guy's got some fucking soft touch. Like I was watching, uh, I was watching. Uh, he was playing the Hawks last year. He had forty three, and Jesus, man! Like, if this guy stays healthy, we're going to be the best team in the league. Just this is a level of shot maker, man. That I just can't believe. I just like, oof, man! I can't believe he's on the team because that. They, like I'm watching the shot making. 
and it's like, geez, at seven three, <laughs> right? Like, how was the league not clamoring for this guy after the season he had? How did we get two picks for him after the season that he just had? The Celtics got two picks to have him on the roster. <laughs> so, damn. Shout out, shout out, my guy, thirty six, Marcus Smart. He's gonna have, he's gonna have to uh, tell Jaron Jackson, you know, what's good. I'm, I'll be rooting for them, but uh, yeah, peace out.